Welcome to Football with Grant Wall. Thanks so much for joining me. Today's interview guest is Fabrizio Romano, one of the world's leading insiders on the soccer transfer market. We've had some great interview guests lately, including Gio Reyna, Pellegrino Matarazzo, and Jurgen Klopp, along with many others. So check those interviews out. It would be absolutely huge for this podcast growth if you could subscribe, recommend us to your friends, and take just a little time to rate and review us in Apple Podcasts. Now, here's my interview with Fabrizio Romano. Our guest today is Fabrizio Romano. He's one of the world's top insiders on the soccer transfer market. He's based in Milan and works for Sky Sports, The Guardian, and now CBS Sports here in the United States. And he has a new podcast named for his catchphrase called the Here We Go podcast. He currently has 1.7 million followers on Twitter and 1.2 million on Instagram. Fabrizio, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks to you. Really big pleasure. Hello, guys. And I am so, so happy to be with you. Really big, big pleasure. I'm proud. I am, too. It's very exciting to, to meet <laughs> up after interacting on Twitter for a long time. Um, congratulations on everything you're doing. Um, Thank you. I know you're a very busy guy, especially during the transfer window. <laughs> what is a typical day like for you right now? It's a crazy day, <laughs> really, because uh, I don't sleep so much. I don't like to sleep during the transfer window because if you sleep, you can lose some news. So I prefer to sleep like five or six hours from five until 10, sometimes till 11 if it's weekend. And, uh, and that's my, my sleep schedule. And then immediately after, I start to, to have calls, to send messages, to work also on WhatsApp, you know, also on Instagram, because now we are using also Instagram and Twitter to contact, for example, agents or directors if they are on social media. So I spend all my day working with my phone, trying to, to catch news, to have some updates always on transfer market. And then I always work also with Sky Sports here in Italy. So meanwhile, I'm finding news. I go live on Sky Sports sometimes to give updates to, to check what is happening about transfer market here in Italy and not just in Italy, obviously. And I also work with The Guardian since five years and it's a big pleasure for me because I always had also the dream to be part of an important paper like The Guardian. So I am so happy also sometimes to have some articles, some updates also about transfer market in, in Premier League with The, with the Guardian and also now with the CBS Sports. Really, I'm so proud because I love the USA mentality about sports. So to be part of, of this team is uh, really important for me. So my schedule every day is particular because, as I told you, I stay with my phone. I always I'll be always live with, with Sky or updates with The Guardian. With my social media, they changed my life. So I spend all my day like tweeting or posting on Instagram. It's so important for me. So I don't want any social media manager. I am doing it by myself and I like it also to speak with the people, with the fans. And, and that's all. And I always try to be around the city. Also with the virus, it's even complicated. But here in Milano, we have a particular way to work in the transfer market. So I go around the city, for example, the hotels or the restaurants all day, because here you can find like directors, like sport directors, like agents, like football players too. And you can check news, you can meet people, you can have new sources. So I like to be around the city with my phone always. That's fascinating to me because... That's very traditional, old-fashioned reporting that some people might not think that's the way it would work 
in the year 2020, that you would actually be on the ground going around <laughs> and meeting up with people in person. But that's something that you still do. I do it. And it is so important. So I think I will continue because really every day you can meet new people. You can have a different relationship with people. If you met people, for example, on WhatsApp or you call them or you meet them. So I always try also when I meet new people like sporting directors, as I told you, also agents to, to meet them. But also if I don't need something. For example, I don't, I don't want to have a relationship with people in transfer news and in football like, okay, I need some news from you, let's meet, let's get me the news. I don't want it. I don't want to be like friends, uh, a direct relationship. So also if the window is closed, I try to contact them if they are in Milano to meet them. Also when I go to London or other cities to meet them, to let's look at some matches again uh, together and also to go in some restaurant and be my guest. I like it. I like to have friends. So I'm proud to say that I love my, my, love, I love my work and I love my job also because I feel sporting directors, agents, like also friends. I have many friends in, in this world. So I like it also to, to be on the ground, as you said, because it's so important to have direct relationship. And people appreciate you not just as a journalist, but also as a person. And for me, this is absolutely important. So you report information that has a lot of value and a lot of global interest. What are the different ways in which you get your information? There are many ways and ways to, to get information are so different and are changing every year because I think two, two years ago or two years ago, it was like directly with the clubs. So for me, it was easy to get news here in Italy, but even more difficult from other countries, for example, in Premier League or in La Liga, because it's not easy for an Italian journalist to have contacts with people directly in the Premier League or in Liga or in Bundesliga or wherever. But in two or three years, everything is changed also because the agents are becoming so important in transfer market. And it's not related to Italian agent or English agent. You have important agents from all over the world to, to get you to can give you news. So I try to contact agents, also the intermediary. I think two years ago or two years ago and before, obviously, you always had to, to make a transfer deal uh, like the club contacted the other club, then the player and you had the deal done. So it was so easy. Now it's even more complicated because you have many people involved. So you have the family of the player, you have the death of the player, you have the obviously the, the, the agents of the player, you have the intermediary. Many times you have the agent, the intermediary, the two clubs. So you have many people involved in the deal. This is crazy because sometimes you need like one month to complete a deal. But this is good for me and for journalists in general because you have many people to contact. So for example, intermediary, they don't have so much problems. So they give you news, yes. <laughs> Could you explain to our listeners who some of the biggest agents are in European football and who they represent? I assume Mino Raiola and George Mendes would be on this list. Yes, they are the best, for sure. They are not a lever, but everyone knows it because they really have a crazy pack of players so they they are on, on another planet but uh, it's, it's not so easy at the start I think if you are starting to be a journalist uh, you have to, to show respect you have to meet them it's so important I met with Mino many times here in Italy and he is so particular because you know he, he wants always respect about his news so it's not so easy but they also work with many people it's not just Mino Raiola on, or Jorge Mendes they have also other agents who work with them and this is good because sometimes they can help us as journalists to get news. Sometimes also, obviously, Mino knows that I can speak with his, um, for example, other agents who work with him, but you always have to check with people involved in the transfer. So I try to do things like this. I try to respect it. As I told you, all the people involved in the transfer, because many times, for example, I'll give you an example, on the Harvard deal with Chelsea, I was 
so lucky because I had a big friend of mine who is not involved directly in the transfer because he was working on another transfer related to the Havertz one with another club who was waiting for Havertz to go to Chelsea. And he told me everything. So I was going to check, obviously, with Chelsea, with other people around Havertz. But during the transfer, I was checking with my source who was not directly involved. And he was on another transfer related to the, to the Havertz one. So in transfer market, it's important to respect everyone because... Really, everything can happen. So you have to be always ready to, to get news from people also say, wow, you're involved in this deal? And they say yes. And sometimes it's really crazy. <laughs> so you're from Italy, obviously. So I can understand how you've built relationships in Italy. But, but soccer is different from the NBA or the NFL in that there are a number of top leagues in different countries. How have you gone about building relationships with sources in other countries outside of Italy? As I told you, it has been difficult because here in Italy you can meet people, you can meet them, you can have dinner, you can have a direct relationship. So outside from Italy, it has been difficult, but it's a matter of respect. So if you give respect to the people, they are going to speak on a good way about you. So I met with many important Italian agents or directors and they spoke so well about me. I had a new contact some weeks ago, like two weeks ago, an important agent. I contacted him and he told me, everyone is speaking about you, about here we go and in a positive way you give respect and I was so proud for me to, to, to hear something like this about me is really so important I prefer this than saying oh you are the king I don't like auto celebrating it's not in my style but I like when people tell me I respect you because another agent or another director uh, told me good things about you because sometimes you know, also in transfer market as you said it's not like NBA or MLS we have many leagues here in, in European football and if you are respectful with a person, with an agent, with the sport directors, you will get respect back. He will, he will speak good about you. So sometimes I also had the problem of an agent telling me, don't, see, don't say this news, don't tweet this news, don't post this news, please, because I need two days or three days before it's going to, to be completed. So please don't say it. I say, okay, because sometimes I, I have a risk, you know, some other one journalist can say the news, but I prefer to have the risk and to have the relationship with the right person who will be my friend and will help me than saying, okay, I'm going to tweet the news. People will get crazy two days before I can do it. In, but I prefer to have the direct relationship with the person who is an agent or the director. It's not important, but my way is not just in Italy, but also in Premier League or in Liga. My other contacts know they can trust me that I'm never going to do anything wrong with them. Obviously, your English is very good. Uh, you speak Italian as well. <laughs> Which language do you use more in your work when you talk to sources? I have to say Italian and English. I love Spanish, I have to tell you. I love to speak Spanish. It's my favorite one. <laughs> so I, I love to speak Spanish every day. But sometimes I use also Spanish when I speak you know, with South American sources. We have many, not just in Spain, but also in Argentina. Uh, I speak with many friends in Argentina. The agents of South America are so similar to the Italian ones. So we are so similar. So I have a good relationship with them. But, uh, but I also like to, to use English, as I told you. Uh, sometimes also Portuguese. I'm learning Portuguese because I like it. My, I am a big fan of Bossa Nova. This is not football, it's music, but okay. And uh, so I like to learn Portuguese because sometimes, you know, Brazilian player who can go also, for example, to, to European leagues, you can need it. So, but in this moment, I use Italian and English. Yes. This is a very competitive thing that you do. Who do you consider your main competitors? And, and is there sort of a respectful relationship there? I, I have to say I, I don't feel any competitor because I don't see transfer market as a race. I know people look at transfer market as a race. You have to be first. You have to be the best. You have to be the king. This is not in my mentality. I, I don't feel like this. I respect when I have some other when I see some other journalists 
having an exclusive or a top news. I see, for example, Marcelo Bechler with, with Leo Messi and Neymar has been fantastic, terrific, so congrats to him. But, for example, also in, in England, they have many fantastic journalists, in my opinion. The Athletic are doing a top work with David Ornstein, with many other ones. So I respect them so much. I would never do is a race. I like when I see people who say the truth because I see many people also here in Italy being journalists, but they are not so respectful. They sometimes invent the news. They make just selling dreams for the fans. And I don't like this style. When I see other journalists who work in the right way, I can just say, I can learn from you. Because, for example, I would say, I was proud when I met with, obviously online, with, with Guillaume Balag some, some weeks ago because of the CBS and Guillaume Balag uh, contacted him and I told him, you are an example for me. I am so proud to be in the same team of Guillaume Balag. So I have to say, I have a big respect when I met with top journalists because I am so young and I can just learn from top journalists, not just here in Italy. For example, Gianluca Di Marzio, I consider him the number one in the transfer market. So always, <laughs> yes, I know you, you know him. From, I, I have to, to say thank you for all my life to Gianluca because he introduced me in the transfer market news award but uh, but for sure I I love to to say congrats when another journalist gives the news because the important is to be honest always wait how old are you 27 27? 27. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, 27. <laughs> yes. I started when I was 18 with, with Sky Sports. I was so young when I started because my first one was a website, a small website here in Italy. And my first news was in a crazy way. Trust me, it was really crazy because I don't know how, I still today, I don't know how an agent, a small agent, a young agent, an Italian, an Italian guy who was working in La Masia, you know, the Academy of Barcelona, he told me, I am working with two young players here in La Masia. They are so good if you can write on this small website where I was writing. I was 16, so I was so young. And he told me, please do an article about the two players. And they were Gerard De Olofeu and Mauro Cardi. So, wow, they were so young in this moment. And I met with him and he started to be my first source because then he had Icardi to enter, you know, and it started with, with Icardi. So I have to say thank you to Icardi and to his agent. <laughs> Fantastic. And, and so did you always want to be aiming toward doing what you're doing now? Yes. Uh, if I have to tell you, I am not planning about my future because... Uh, I don't like to, to make plannings also because uh, I like what I'm doing. I like transfer board. I know it's, it's so, uh, I don't know how to say precisely in English, but obviously you are tired. When, when you work in transfer news, you, you go to bed every day and you say, okay, I'm tired. But one second after you have this, this thinking way, you say immediately after I'm speaking about football, I see football fans getting excited for my news. So I feel, I always say like playing football. I feel like I am in the Champions League match and I score a goal every time I give an important news with fans getting crazy. So I think it's the same feeling and, and I like it. So I'm not planning to change. I like it. I know transfer market news award is crazy because also my friends always tell me how you can do it. I would die after two days and <laughs> you are still here. I always stay every day trying to get updates just to, to get news. But I say I'm speaking about football. I'm paid to speak about football. I see fans getting crazy every time. I work with fans. You know, I try to chat with fans also in private if they contact me, for example, on Instagram, if they send me some tweets. I try to, I try to, to always say them what I know. So at the moment, I see me as a transfer insider also for the future. So I have to say yes. I like it also more than, for example, commenting any, trans any football match. I prefer to speak about transfers because it's a jungle. I always say transfer markets is like a jungle. You can expect the unexpected. And I like it so much. So for many years, I always thought it would be difficult for there to be a European football equivalent of Adrian Wojnarowski for the NBA or Adam Schefter for the NFL. 
because there were so many more countries where reporters in each country had relationships inside that country. And also because the standards of tabloid journalism in some countries meant that reporters were willing to publish information that may not have been true. But do you think it's possible to be a Woj or a Schefter for European football? I think, yes, you have to be always honest and say that it's impossible to cover all the top news because it's absolutely impossible. But I think um, transfer market in football is changing also about the communication because, for example, two or three years ago, you and also the people, you as fans, you want the journalists to give you always the breaking news. So you was looking to the journalists who tell you the, the exclusive news to be first. For me, to be first is important. If I can, obviously, it's so important, so I try. But also, if I'm not the first, I want to tell what I know. I want to tell the truth. So I think the people are looking now, not just for the journalists who tell you, okay, this is the breaking news, I am the first to tell you the news news, but also to check the news, to tell you it's true, because I think um, my way is to say to the people when I can, because as I told you, it's impossible to cover all over the world. And we have, as we said before, many top journalists in Europe who are doing a fantastic work. But I say, I try always to tell to the people, okay, what the other journalists say, also if not my news, is my opinion is true. What I'm told is true. So I can't be always the first because it's impossible. But sometimes also if you are the second or the third, but with an accurate info, people like it. More than two or three years ago, because two years ago, they would say to you, okay, but the news was from another source. You have to credit always the source, but you have to tell the people the truth. Because now transfer market related in two or three years ago, now we have many rumors every day. You know, every day we have a lot of rumors about players, fake rumors, fake news, fake links. So I try to, to give to people what I'm told that is the truth. So that's my way. And that's why I think the answer is yes, if you say the truth. And it's impossible to be always the first all over the world in European football. So you have a catchphrase, here we go, that you use to communicate that a deal is done, it's happening. Yes. What is the story of how you came up with the phrase, here we go? The story is that I never planned about it. I never said, okay, tomorrow morning I'm going to tweet, here we go, and it will be my brand. I never said it. I would never imagine it also because... I would never say, okay, I'm going to start with a brand of myself. It's not in my style, really. I'm not this kind of guy. So it was so casual. One day, I remember I was um, talking and, and tweeting about a deal for Manchester United. I have to be honest, I don't remember what was the deal, but was for sure about Manchester United. And I was speaking about this deal since many days, um, by many days also saying, okay, last updates, what is happening. Then after many days, the deal was done. So I tweeted to say, okay, now finally it's done. Here we go. And I saw people getting immediately crazy with, with this condition of saying, here we go. So after the, immediately after, also about other tweets, other clubs, they said, okay, Fabrizio, let's say here we go also for the other deals. Say it. And I always have a big connection with people. I love to see what fans say when they are always ready to get updates. So I said, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go for also other transfer news. And it became immediately like a brand. And I like it. I have to say it was casual because I was not planning about it. But I like it. Today, I really like it. Yes. <laughs> One thing that I found is that it's kind of hard sometimes because you could get 100 stories correct. But if you get one story wrong, that's what people sometimes remember. You know, in my example, I reported that Alessandro Nesto was going to be the next coach of the Montreal Impact. And I got it wrong. And I got 99% of my stories right. 
But I got that wrong and I felt terrible and I took responsibility for it publicly. Have you ever gotten something wrong and how did you respond? Yes, yes, I did. And I think I will because it's normal. If you don't do anything, you never get anything wrong. If you do things, you will always get something wrong. It's human. So you can try to be the best in the world, but you will always get something wrong. It's impossible to be perfect, in my opinion, but it's not just about transfer news. It's about life. So it's about work and life. So that's my idea. I did. Uh, also, I had a, a wrong story. I remember about Adrien Rabiot. It was like one year and a half ago uh, because I was told he signed this contract with Barcelona and he, the agent who told me he told me okay really he signed the contract but it can happen also that the club changed his mind so they are going to change their plans and they never did it official so they decided to, to give up about Rabiot Juventus arrived and signed the player for free and everything changed and they said okay here we go for Adrian Rabiot to Barcelona I was sure and it changed so you have to accept it because transfer market you know so so well that everything can happen uh, we saw also this summer about David Silva with Lazio the agreement was really done he was going to join Lazio medicals were scheduled also the director of Lazio confirmed that the deal was done so they were ready to announce the player but in football transfer everything really can happen with the player to change his mind also in the day they can sign the contract I saw today the interview of Julio Ones, the president of Bayern Munich saying Thiago Alcantara was coming to our headquarters to sign the contract with Bayern Munich he was ready to extend the contract we also had the graphics ready to announce the player to, to extend his contract he came here and they said okay I need some hours more to speak with my family I can sign now and he decided to leave the club so in transfer market it can happen I hope people will understand this that we as journalists can be always correct because transfer market can change every day. So this is also the beauty of transfer market, in my opinion. If you want something easy, you, have, you can play FIFA. You sign players in two, day, in two hours, you have no problem. Okay, never will happen something like this. But in transfer market, you have it. So it's part of the game. You have to accept it. You have a new podcast on Patreon, the Here We Go podcast. Uh, that's just starting now. What's going to be on the podcast? Yes, I like this new chapter because I always had many people asking me, okay, let's do a podcast trans talking about transfer, how it works. So it will be a podcast not just about news because I think news must be free. So my news will always be free for people who follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, on The Guardian, on Sky, on CBS, wherever you are going to follow me. But um, the podcast is about the insights of transfer market, the behind the scenes, you know, because, okay, sometimes in a tweet or in a post on Instagram or in an article, you can say, everything about uh, the, the deals who are going on so you always have to to explicate to the people what is really happening for example on details uh, or something new like anecdotes about the, the players the deals the transfer the director so i like the podcast idea which is uh, that is okay let's show to the people what is really happening behind the scenes of the transfer market so it will be weekly at the moment i say at the moment because we start like this then i hope it can go also to be i don't know if day by day or, or something more but I like it I would love to also to have guests so I like sport directors other journalists top journalists and yes that's my idea to go on a precise side to, to show to the people what is happening behind the scenes of the transfer market so I hope the people will appreciate it I'm so happy of the start because we had many people joining it and really thank you and Please, I have to remember, because before I was speaking about top journalists all over the Europe, I forgot about Christian Folk from The Build, and I have to say, he's a top one, I forgot about him, and I don't want him to be like Avengers some days ago. So, okay, also Christian Folk, <laughs> he's fantastic. 
true or not true, you know. Let's talk about this transfer market. We're recording this on Sunday night, Italian time, and we're coming out Monday morning. What are you following right now in the transfer market? I'm following with the Thiago Alcantara for sure, because it's a particular story. You know, in this moment on transfer market, we have the same situation for many deals. So uh, we are in the coronavirus summer. So obviously many clubs are expecting uh, to, to wait, to wait until the last weeks of the transfer market to get the player for a lower fee. So they are just waiting in this moment. They are speaking with the agents of the player, uh, agreeing on personal terms, but they are not speaking to the clubs because they wait until the last week, knowing the player wants to leave and they are going to, to make a lower offer to, to get the player with a lower fee. So that's the idea, for example, of Liverpool with Thiago Alcantara. So we have to see what will happen because with German clubs, you can't joke so much. So I think it's the same for Sancho. Obviously, this is the other main deal in, uh, in Europe. I think Manchester United are waiting a bit and we're waiting a bit about the situation of Sancho because they have the agreement with the player, but they hope that Borussia Dortmund the last week to transfer market can go with a lower fee than 120 million euro. So they are waiting a bit for this situation. But as I told you, with German clubs, you can't play so much. So it would be difficult, really difficult. So I would say Sancho, Thiago Alcantara, Chelsea are having a fantastic transfer window, so they will go for Eduardo Mendy as new goalkeeper, and they're going to sign, in my opinion, also a new midfielder. They will try with Declan Rice from West Ham. So in Premier League, they are always moving. I think also Arsenal can try for a new midfielder if they can sell some players. As I told you about the Corona summer, the corona summer we need also to understand what will happen with selling players. Also here in Italy, we have Juventus who are working to get a new striker, Luis Suarez, Edin Dzeko. They have many targets, but they, they had to wait to Higuain to join MLS before going to sign a new striker. So you have to sell before then joining with new players. I'm also working with Inter about the situation of Arturo Vidal. They will sign Arturo Vidal from Barcelona. So it's another important deal here. I think it will be a bit quiet about Real Madrid. They won't sign any top player on this summer, but Barcelona will go to rebuild the team. So I think in the last four weeks on the transfer window, I will have also some story about Barcelona, Memphis Depay, and they are also waiting to sell Vidal, to sell Suarez, and then they will go for new signings. So these are the top stories in this moment, yes. What is it like for you when the transfer window is over? Is it a strange feeling after so much adrenaline that it's suddenly done? Yes, it's a strange feeling, like the day after the, the day immediately after it closes, because you say, okay, now what I'm gonna do about the transfer? <laughs> because uh, it's really strange after three or four months working about the same players, the same names. Uh, so the feeling is so strange, but obviously uh, you can relax a bit, always working, because transfer market closes, the, the window closes, but the real transfer news never closed because, you know, you have to send the contract, the players who are working to, to, for January to, to change the clubs. So you have like one week, okay, I relax a bit, still working, but relaxing is not the same schedule of when you have transfer window. But immediately after, you have to work about what is happening for January, in particular this year, because we will be in the middle of October and in December we will restart, because in December the clubs will plan to sign new, new player, to, to new players for, for January. So, yes, it's obviously relaxing in respect of the period of the transfer window, but it's not so different because you always have to check with agents. You can't forget about people because the transfer window is over. I can't, I can't, because they will remember if you text to them. Also, for example, 
for their birthday or for Christmas, or if you want to speak with them about the situation of their personal life and not just about transfers. So I always try to check also when the window is, is, is not on to, to talk with them and to know what is going to happen, obviously, for the, the next window. So, okay, I relax a bit more, but it's not so different. You're basically on call 24 hours a day to break news. How does that work with your family? Do they understand? Yes, I have to say that uh, I left my family from, I am from Napoli, I left my family in Napoli, uh, in Naples, another city here in Italy, in, like when I was 18, I moved to Milano, I live alone, so I, always, I am always with my friends who work with me, so I am so lucky in this, because uh, my big luck is that my friends are working with me, because if they didn't, I think I had so poor time to, to be with my friends, so we are a team and I like it. They work also for Sky, for other for other televisions here in Italy. So I like to be part of a team with my friends and my family understand. Yes, because they know I am out <laughs> during the transfer window. So I never come back to my city that is Napoli, as I told you, during the transfer window. For me, it's absolutely impossible. I try to go after the window to meet with my family, but they really understand. They don't know exactly what I'm doing because, you know, it's normal. My family is not on social media. They are a bit older than me, so it's normal. I don't want to explicate too much, but they know what I'm doing in journalist world. They like it. They understand it. And it's normal. I think it's even difficult to make it understand to normal people, for example, for my former girlfriends who always told me it's impossible to have a dinner with you or a lunch with you during the transfer window because you start to, to it and immediately after you have a call, you have a message, you have a WhatsApp, you have an important news. Then the most important news always come when you are with your girlfriend. This is, an, <laughs> this is obvious. So, so yes, my big problem is with my girlfriends, not just with my, my family. In this moment, I am single and you can understand why. <laughs> By the way, we're finishing up very soon here because I'm sure news has come your way during this interview. One question I have is we have students listening to this podcast who want to get into this field. What are some important things you have learned in your job that you think it would be good to share with young people who want to go into journalism, who, who want to do what you do? Yes, I say transfer market is not easy. So if you want to go in the world of transfer market, you have to get prepared. You can do it always. I think you have to trust in your, in your skills, in your future. So you can trust to do it. But you have to be so respectful with the people you meet. Always respectful. Also because you have to remember that also a person who today can be a small director of a small team here in Italy can become the director of Juventus in two or three years because football is so fast with the people. So if you are good, you immediately go to the top. And that's what happened to me. I had contacts who were small directors here in Italy in third division, in second division. And now they are working with Inter, they are working with Juventus. So pay always attention to the people and always give respect because you will have respect back. Transfers news, as I told you, transfers world in general, I think not just in football, it's not an easy work. It's not easy because you have to be always connected. You have to love your work or you will die after three days. So if you are convinced you want to do it, you have to do it with total passion, with total respect with people you are going to meet. Um, and you're going to fight because transfer news is also about fighting because you have to fight to get news. You have to call people all day, to send messages all day, to accept also that sometimes you can say, okay, today I'm going to stay, stay without my phone for all day and I'm going, I'm going to the sea with my friends. You can go, but you can stay off with your phone because you're going to lose the news. So you have to get prepared. If you want it, 
I say, uh, I see transfer news and transfer news world for myself as an obsession in a positive way, but it's an obsession. It's like, you know, managers in football who see football, that say football in, is an obsession. For example, for example, Antonio Conte or Jose Mourinho. I love them. I always say, if I would be a manager, I would love to be like Conte or like Mourinho because they are about passion. They are about obsession. They think about football 24 hours any day. So that's my mentality. I think about my work all day and this is the key I think for transfer market because if you want to do it but okay I need the free day I need to be with my family I need to be relaxed it's not about transfer market so I know it's dangerous because it's a jungle but if you like it this is so funny everything can happen every day so you never get bored with transfer market and obviously you are paid to talk about football and in my opinion this is a big luck because you are also in direct relationship with the fans and I love when football fans are happy with your news with their updates and with everything is related with transfer news so I really love when I tweet and here we go on an important transfer I remember I was like a kid when I tweeted about Bruno Fernandes for example to, to Manchester United and people were really buzzing they sent me a million of messages saying I love you Fabrizio I said I'm just giving you news but they were really happy like in the stadium when you score a goal in a Champions League final so I say I am so lucky because I'm not a football player honestly but I like it also to be a journalist on this in this way yes my last question where do you want to go with this i assume you realize that you could be a global phenomenon you sort of already are guys like adam schefter and Woj make great money doing what they do where do you want to go with this i have to be honest with you I don't know. It's my answer because in this moment I am just concentrating about news, about um, checking what I can do in this moment. I'm not planning, okay, I'm going to do this or the other thing. I am looking what happens also because uh, you know so well that this world of communication of media is going to change every, every year. Two years ago we didn't have, for example, Twitch and now it's something important in the communication world. So communication is changing year by year, month by month, obviously. So you have always to get updated about what is happening but I don't know in this moment exactly what I'm gonna do for sure I will go things with, with things about transfer news but I don't know exactly what I'm gonna do so I'm seeing day by day it's like week by week I don't like to play so much uh, but I have to tell you I see in my future more about new media than old media for example I would say also television, also papers, this kind of media, I like it because a part of our life today, but I'm convinced the future is on social media, is on websites, is on the apps, is on the phone. So I see people buzzing for news on the phone and not just like, hey, I'm waiting on the television to get the news uh, in this moment, that you have to wait. It's a slow process. Now people want things so fast. So I think the future is on social media and I see my future giving news, but on social media in the right way, obviously, because you have to make money to, to survive, but in the right way to, to make everyone happy yourself, but also people who are going to join your news. Fabrizio Romano writes for The Guardian, CBS Sports, and Sky Sports. He hosts the Here We Go podcast, which you can find on Patreon. Fabrizio, thanks so much again for joining me. Thanks to you. Really a big, big pleasure, really, for me. I'm so proud to be part of this show. And here we go. We are going to meet soon. Thanks for listening to Football with Grant Wall. If you like the podcast, you could do me a huge favor and hit that subscribe button and provide a rating and a review. I can't tell you how much that helps. I'd like to thank Fabrizio Romano as well as producer Chris Whittingham. I also want to thank Taylor Rockwell and Daryl Grove of the Total Soccer Show for everything they've done to help get this show off the ground. 
I'm back soon with another interview of someone from the soccer world. Be safe, everyone. See you next time.